What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Sports Talk Buffalo. I'm your host, Drew, and thank you for making me part of your week. What else could go wrong for the Buffalo Sabres as they get news that Captain Jack Eichel is likely out for the remainder of the season? And also, I was wrong about UB Bulls basketball coach Jim Weitzel. He has been absolutely fantastic and leading the Bulls to another great season. All that coming up in this episode, so stick around and let's have some fun. The hits just keep coming for the Buffalo Sabres. Earlier this week, we got news that Jack Eichel would be out for the foreseeable future, and that has essentially turned into the rest of the season. They said that Jack Eichel would be out for approximately eight weeks, and that puts him right to the end of the season. So just shut shut Jack Eichel down for the rest of the season. There is no reason to make him come out and risk further injury. The Buffalo Sabres are terrible. They're absolutely terrible. And this news of Jack Eichel being out for the rest of the season essentially gives fans like me no real reason to watch the team. At least for the years prior, we could always watch Jack Eichel. We could watch him just dominate the opponent night after night with a big rush or uh, an amazing deke like he had against the Tampa Bay Lightning or a 17-game point streak or something that would be watchable for the Buffalo Sabres. But unfortunately, with Jack Eichel out, the Sabres, even though they have Taylor Hall and Sam Reinhardt and Jeff Skinner, with Ralph Kruger at the helm, there's just no real reason to watch him because he just misuses his players way too much. For all the fans that said, we should trade Jack Eichel. He's, look, he's got two goals on this season. Yeah, now what? The reports came out that Jack Eichel has been playing with a cracked rib this entire season, among multiple other injuries. Jack Eichel now has a neck injury. Jack Eichel had a, an ankle injury. Jack Eichel had an ankle injury. And people say, he doesn't play with heart. He doesn't play with passion, no emotion. He's moping. I said that on the other podcast. He looks like he's loafing. It's because he was hurt. Those, that's the truth. Jack Eichel came and decided he was going to give the season a go with a cracked rib, a hurt foot, a hurt neck. And he still gave the season a go, and he still led the Sabres in points for his time playing. He ended the season on a four-game point streak with a cracked rib, a hurt neck, a hurt foot. How much more do you want from the guy? If that is, if he's even if he's not a rah-rah guy in the locker room, that is leading by example. That is showing grit and toughness and heart to get out there and battle for your teammates night after night knowing you are not 100%. The fact that people are still saying that they should trade Jack Eichel, oh, maybe he's not the guy. What are you watching? Are you watching something that the rest of us aren't watching? Because a guy who goes out there and plays injured is showing nothing but heart for the Buffalo Sabres. Nothing but heart. He has been truly incredible for the Buffalo Sabres. He has carried this team on his back 
night in and night out for the past multiple seasons for the Buffalo Sabres. And while we talk about that, yes, I know I said before that the Sabres really don't have anything to watch, and they don't. The Sabres don't have anything to watch. What are we watching with the Buffalo Sabres? They've now gone 0-8-2 in their last 10 games, and somehow Ralph Kruger is still the coach of the Buffalo Sabres. How are we doing this? How are how can I sit here and subject myself every single night to this nauseating team? They're so bad, and it seems like nobody in the front office has any fucking clue what's going on. I mean, even a bad team stumbles into a win every now and then, but the Sabres just can't do it. No matter if the goaltender plays great, the Sabres don't score. If the Sabres score, the goaltenders are ass. What's there's something seriously wrong with this team, and it is, I don't think it's the players. I really don't. Yes, the players have played bad, but I really do believe that a lot of it has to do with coaching and and management. I really do. It, it, It has to. Because players of this caliber do not simply forget how to play hockey overnight. They didn't come, they all came into this season playing relatively good hockey. All of them. And all of a sudden, nobody knows how to play? What, what is the, you know, where is that coming from? It's got to be coming from coaching, right? I mean, I don't have answers anymore for the Buffalo Sabres. I really don't. How much further does this have to go before we fire Ralph Kruger? How, how much lower can we get? How much lower can we get? I don't think we can get much lower, honestly. The Sabres are 0-8-2. 0-8-2. Are we trying to set the record for not only the longest playoff drought in NHL history, but the longest uh, active losing streak in the N- in NHL history? Is that what we're trying to do? Is that what we're actively trying to do here? Because that's what it seems like. The fact that I'm so gun-ho about trading, or trading, firing Ralph Kruger is because there is a coach out there that is a proven winner that seems to get the most out of his players and has expressed interest, supposedly, via Twitter, supposed interest, or, or, or said he has interest in the job if Ralph Kruger's fired, and that's Bruce Boudreaux. Check out these check out these coaching stats by Bruce Boudreaux, okay? He said he's expressed interest in the Buffalo Sabres job. Five years with Washington, 329 games. He was 201, 88, and 40. Five years with Anaheim. He was 208, 104, and 40. And four years with Minnesota, he had 303 games. He was 158, 110, and 35. Why do we not want a proven winning head coach to be behind the bench for the Buffalo Sabres and we keep going with Ralph Kruger? It is clear. It is clear to everyone with a set of eyeballs that can see and watch the game that Ralph Kruger does not know what he is doing behind the bench for the Buffalo Sabres. He had employed a dump-and-chase system for the Buffalo Sabres and a cycle system that is... Look, I like old-time hockey. I do. I love old-time hockey. I've said it on this podcast, but with the you have to tailor your coaching style to the players that you have. That's what good coaches do. That's what Bruce Boudreaux has done. That's why he's had so much success in his career. Ralph Kruger hasn't done that. He came in and did a dump and chase 
style with with guys who are great at carrying the puck. Why would you want Jack Eichel to dump the puck in the corner and then try to go get it? Why would you want Taylor Hall to dump the puck in the corner and then try to go get it? It just doesn't make sense. You want these guys to come through the middle with a ton of speed, back the defense off, and then make a play. That's what they do. That's what they've done their whole careers. That's why they're successful. Ralph Kruger can't get that through his head. It's time to let him go. Bruce Boudreaux's overall record in 984 games played is 567 wins, 302 losses, and 115 overtime losses. His career winning percentage is a .635. Do we not want a proven winner? Yeah, he hasn't been tremendous in the playoffs, but I don't give a fuck at that point. Let's just get to the playoffs. We can worry about the rest later. Let's get to the point where the Sabres are good. Boudreaux, as I said, is a is a proven winner. He has never gone under 500 as a head coach. Never. He's finished the regular season in first place in the East, I believe, at least. Eight times. Or he's finished in first place in his conference eight times. Four times with both Washington and with Anaheim. How do we not want that behind our bench? How do we not want that behind our bench for the Buffalo Sabres? I just don't get it. And while I understand coaching is not the only problem with the Buffalo Sabres right now, it will go a long way to fixing a lot of the things that are wrong with the Buffalo Sabres. It will make them at least competitive. It will make them fun to watch. Because what we're watching right now is a train wreck in progress. At this point, I'm just watching the Buffalo Sabres to see how much worse they can be. It's like you drive by a car accident and you rubberneck. You can't help but you just... Watch all the way by. You can't help it. That's what the Buffalo Sabres feel like. The Buffalo Sabres feel like a car accident that I cannot look away from. I really don't know where to go from here, ladies and gentlemen. I just don't know where to go from here. I just don't know. That's Remember to like and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're listening to this on any of the major... Uh, podcasting websites. Remember to tell your friends and your family. They can hear me on any of the major podcasting websites, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course, Anchor. They can follow me at SportsTalkBuff1 on Twitter. And they can email me, email me at SportsTalkBuffalo at Yahoo.com or SportsTalkBuffalo at gmail.com. That's going to do it for this video. Peace. Let's do something that we haven't done in a while, and that is talk some UB Bulls basketball. Now, unfortunately, I wish I was sitting here right now telling you that they were going to the big dance once again, but unfortunately, the Bulls fell just a little bit short. But that's why I'm here. Earlier in the season, I have... I had been calling for Jim Weitzel's head on my Twitter account. I had been very adamant that Jim Weitzel was not the guy. Very adamant. I put several tweets out there that I really believed that he was not the guy that the Bulls needed to succeed Nate Oates. Nate Oates is obviously a fantastic coach. He had two of the best seasons in UB history. And I just didn't think, based on previous 
winning that he had had, previous experience that uh, Jim Weitzel had had, that he wasn't going to be the coach that the that the Bulls needed. And in the beginning of the season, he had a very, very up-and-down season. He has a ton of talent on this team. Several high three-star, four-star guys on the UB Bulls roster right now. And I just thought that he wasn't doing a great job. But I think it's important as a person who is going to sit here and give you my opinion to let you know when I am wrong. These are the tweets right here that I'm going that I'm talking about. I was very very adamant that Jim Weitzel was not the guy. He was just barely over 500 as a head coach in the in NCAA in Division 1. And based on again, based on his previous head coaching experience, I just didn't think he was the guy. But he and his coaching staff deserve nothing but credit for turning around this Buffalo Bulls team and made them one of the best MAC teams yet again and an absolute terror going into next season. So this is what I have decided to do. I've decided to call myself out. I have to eat me some humble pie. Jim Weitzel, you did an absolutely fantastic job. And I got to tell you, I was wrong. So I'm going to sit here and eat this humble pie real quick. That's the best tasting pie (laughs) that I've had in a long time. I love being wrong. I love being wrong. I'm going to put in a comparison for you guys. This is Jim Weitzel's first two seasons against Nate Oates' first two seasons at UB. Jim Weitzel, two years, 56 games played. His record is 36-20 and 20 as a head coach. He is has a winning percentage of a .643, and he is 23-12 and 12 in the MAC conference. In conference play, he's 23-12. and 12. Now you go over to Nate Oates. Nate Oates had 67 games played in his first two seasons. He was 37 and 30 and had just a 0.55 winning percentage, slightly over 500. And in the Mid-American Conference play, he was 21 and 15. So it's clear to show that my bias seems to have carried over for Jim Weitzel. He was my least favorite coaching candidate for UB when they were going on their national coaching search. But it is clear now that I was very, very wrong about Jim Weitzel, at least to this point. If he can continue to keep this ball rolling, he has almost all of his starters back. The only starter he does not have back for next season is Javon Graves, and that is going to be a huge hole that they have to fill, but they still have Laquell Hardnett, Josh Mbala, Rondo Segu, Ronaldo Segu, if you want to know his whole name, Ronaldo Segu, and Jonathan Williams. All three of these guys are mid to high star three and four star prospects that were coming into the NCAA. Two of these guys were transferred, Josh Mbala and Laquell Hardnett. Two of these guys were uh, here when Jim Weitzel got the job. They came in as freshmen under Nate Oates, and they continued 
uh, to stay in Buffalo because Jim Weitzel got the job. That is how much they respected Jim Weitzel, and he has proved that they made a smart decision. They played in the MAC tournament game. They made a fantastic run towards the end of the season. They won. They won eleven and three in their last fourteen games. Uh, they were number one in the MAC in total offense and total points scored. They had eighty-two point three points scored, and they outscored their opponent opponent by over ten points per game, as their average opponent's score was just seventy-two point two points. So it's clear that Jim Weitzel is doing, and his staff is doing something right. If they can recruit well, UB has a real chance to win the MAC conference next year and go dancing. One of the other things that the Bulls did, which is absolutely astounding, is they led the nation, led the Nate, not not the MAC conference, the nation in rebounding, forty three point eight rebounds per game. Tons of offensive rebounds led by Josh Mbala. The guy's an absolute stud. He is developing a little bit more of an outside game. He is showing his incredible athleticism. Same with Laquell Hardnett. He is developing a little bit more of an outside game. Also, you don't want these guys shooting a ton from the outside, but they have developed a little bit more, making them just that much more dangerous. Now, yes, I know that they came a little bit short in the Mid-American Conference championship game against my or against Ohio who have a legitimate NBA prospect in Preston as their point guard that was really the big mismatch was Ronaldo Segu who's just six feet tall against Preston who is six foot four and a legitimate NBA prospect I love Ronaldo Segu he might be just a little bit too small to match up against that and when they put Javon Graves who is six foot three against uh Preston, he definitely had a more difficult time. Now, Ronaldo Sugu played his heart out in the second half and got the Bulls at one point within 10 points, but then Ohio went on another nine-point run, and that just essentially sunk the Bulls for that game. However, the Bulls got an NIT invite for the second time in program history, and that, I know, to a lot of Bulls fans, they're going to say, well, what the heck is the NIT? It's the second biggest tournament in college basketball. It's usually 32 teams, and it is a, a fantastic tournament, usually with a ton of good teams, a bunch of prestige, if you actually can do well in it. And this year, it's only 16 teams, and Buffalo was one of two MAC teams to get an invite to the National Invitational Tournament. The other being Toledo, who was the one seed in the MAC conference. The Bulls, they only have four seeds in this. The Bulls are coming in as a four seed, and they're going to face Colorado State, who is a one seed. Colorado State is coming into this game 18 and 6. And it's going to be a very tough game. They're going to play on ESPN2, I believe, on Friday at 7 p.m. It's going to be a fantastic game. Make sure you tune in. It Win, or, win, lose, or draw, this has been a fantastic season for Jim Weitzel. And I really just had to sit here and make a video about how wrong I was. It's okay to be wrong about your, about your opinions. And it's okay to change your opinions. It's okay to have people change your opinions. Things change so much in sports that I think that people forget that it's okay to have a bad take. It is. I've ha- I have plenty of them, but I think people need to acknowledge their bad takes and own them. This one I'm owning, and I could not be happier that I'm owning this 
terrible take that Jim Weitzel was not the guy. If he can continue to do the things that he has done for the past two seasons, the Bulls are in great hands, and they should continue to be one of the top teams in the Mid-American Conference. Thank you guys for listening this week. Remember, tell your friends, tell your family they can hear me on all the major podcasting websites, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course, Anchor. They can catch me on YouTube at Sports Talk Buffalo. They can follow me on Twitter at Sports Talk Buff One. That's Sports Talk B U F F One on Twitter. They can email me at Sports Talk Buffalo at yahoo.com or Sports Talk Buffalo at gmail.com. That's going to do it for this episode. Thank you guys. Have a fantastic week.